can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. G'day folks, Peter here. Welcome back to Monday's Down Under on the Talking Pools podcast where I'm joined by Shane. G'day Shane, how are you mate? Oh, not too bad Peter. I'm a little bit knackered today but I'm alright. It's Friday, end of the week, thank God. But yeah. Yes, it's, I hear you. Season's here. It's on. <laughs> oh, it's on alright. Uh, I was saying earlier that for the moment, for us... It's late October. Mm. For the last few weeks, it's already been like, the last couple of weeks anyway, it's felt like December. It's felt like the lead up to Christmas where everyone wants their pool done. Yep. Um, the number of phone calls, emails, messages I'm getting, hey, can you come and sort out my pool? Uh, it, it's like the world's about to end. Yeah. So I like the lead up to Christmas, in other yep. words. Pretty much. It was like that last week. Uh, last weekend was a holiday over here, Labor Weekend. It's it's kind of classed as the unofficial, official start to the swimming season as such. So <clears throat> the build-up, usually the week leading into it, that's when the phone starts ringing and the emails start coming through. Can you get the pool ready for Labor Weekend? Um, yeah, Labor Weekend. It's like... Ugh. You've had all this time, every year. The thing I live by, and it's hard to say this to a customer, but what I live by is a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my mm. part. Yep. Um, when, and I think we might have spoken about this last week. When people say, oh, what do you mean you're fully booked? You, you must be able to sneak another job in. Well, no, fully booked means fully yep. booked. Oh, can you come early in the morning? No, I'm already booked early in the morning. Can you come after work? No, it's dark <laughs> after work. That's it. So, um, uh, part of fully booked, don't you understand? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you get a cancellation, can you come out and sort my pool? I'll put you on the list. You're currently number 37. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a, a lighter note, though, both me and my technician, young man in his early 20s, today on separate jobs, we both got hit on. Ooh. Now, he is the winner in this round. Uh, he was at a customer's place, lovely, lovely people. And uh lady there, I've known her for years, looked after a pool for years. Mm. Really nice. Her daughter is... Gorgeous girl and, again, beautiful personality. Yeah. And uh, the customer offered to set my uh, my technician up on a blind date with her daughter. <laughs> I just don't know what her what his girlfriend's going to think about it. <laughs> um, he won that round. Uh, I got 
quite seriously flirted with by a, uh, a lady, again, very nice, but uh, pushing 70 years of age. So, um, <laughs> no, just no. Oh, mate. <clears throat> so it doesn't it's happen a, it's often. Amazing. But, uh, thankfully. It's amazing that, 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 that she's still going for it at that age. You know, you've got to give her credit for that, without a doubt. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you've got to get the hell out of there. That's what you've got to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> so, why are you so knackered? Why are you, why are you beaten up? What's the week brought for you? Oh, lots of digging. Lots of leaking pools. Lots of digging. Lots of trenches. Lots of tree roots. Lots of concrete. All the good stuff, which comes with... Uh, you know, trying to trying to figure out where a leak's coming from and uh, trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. It's part of the job, unfortunately. But yeah, today was <clears throat> a whole day of digging, just trying to expose um, a return line to cut and rejoin on. Um, if you can imagine, around the walkway around the swimming pool, it's. Um, it's, it's like a tier. Sorry, it's like a um, a kidney shaped pool, concrete pool. <clears throat> there's a walkway that goes all the way around it. It's probably about a meter wide, roughly three uh, three foot wide, um, and it's it appears that the uh, the return line is pretty hard up against the bomb beam, which uh, makes it quite challenging. So um, there were sections of this walkway that got narrow and I was hoping it would be around that point. You know, when you look at a job and you try and you try and visualize where you think the installer may have laid the pipe. <laughs> I'm sure you've yeah. had a few of them <laughs> and you, oh, you yeah. dig in that point. Nothing. You try point B. No, it's not there. So, yeah, there was a few AB CD points dug up today, and then by the end of it, it was we'll just do, we'll just do a brand new trench, and um, yeah, we'll go to plan B on this one. So yeah, need to need whenever to practical. Yeah, whenever practical, <clears throat> I always try to follow the pipe from one end to another. For example, if mm-hmm. it looks like a suction leak, I'll start at the skimmer box, go to the pump, or start at the pump, go to the skimmer. Yeah, because. Some of these jobs make absolutely no sense. You're completely correct about the bond beams. Uh, we see that largely with certain brands of fiberglass pools. Uh, the way that we make pools for the local market here, if it's going just locally, they've got an edge beam with a 45-degree brace on them typically. They've got mm. ribs on the sides. They go on the ground, you backfill them, and they're fine. But when they make them for, for export, they won't have ribs. They'll just have flat, basically rather than using a half-round piece of cardboard that they then mould fibreglass over uh, or spray glass over, they'll make it a flat sheet. So it's a very, very minor rib, and they won't put any bracing under the edge beam at all. They put it on right. the ground, and they need the concrete bond beam to give the strength. And so many times I've found that the bond beam surrounds or partially surrounds the pipe itself, and that just makes it really, really difficult to do anything with it. Uh, I've had a couple of those where the customer wanted the equipment relocated, 
and you just have to say, well, this is going to be a fairly major job. Uh, it's not just, you know, put a couple of expansion plugs to block off the pipe at each end. This is, we're going to partially drain the pool so we can replace the whole fitting, the returns, the skimmer, whatever it may be, because otherwise we've got no way of fixing to that pipe reliably. Yes. Especially if the bond beam has com- uh, constricted or compacted the, compressed the, uh, I'll get the right word eventually, compressed the pipe <laughs> and put it slightly out of shape. <laughs> so you can't, um, it's not a perfect circle, so a fitting won't necessarily go onto it. That, yeah. um, that, that can turn a, a two-hour job into a two-day job very, very mm. easily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll yeah, also see you throw, where the throw a few uh, tree roots in there. Sorry, you just throw if you throw yep. a, um, a few tree roots in there as well. Spit it out. Yeah, just it, yeah, my turn now. <laughs> that just adds to it. The beer's kicking in now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I also find often pull light cables going through that concrete because uh, over here most of the pools don't have their light cable running conduit for some stupid mm. reason. Well, cost-cutting. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, I am not a fan of pool light cable. Which, uh, that, that, that does puzzle me why they want to try and just <clears throat> save a little bit of money on conduit. I mean, it, it's not that expensive. And you're running a few metres of it. <clears throat> So for the sake of, mm. you know, maybe $100 maximum, you know, you could save so much pain going forward if there is an issue. But the pain isn't to them. The pool builder isn't mm. the repair guy, isn't the service tech, isn't mm. the lighting company, if, if there are any specialists in that. Um, I think it could be largely because over here we're so used to the retrofit lights where you just rip the old light off, pull it up to the surface, there's enough cable at the back, cut that, rejoin a new light on, stick a new bracket on the wall and stick it in that way so mm. you don't often have to pull a pull a cable, uh, yeah. as they, they often talk about on the US episodes. Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing, lights, though. Do you ever notice that certain types of jobs happen... All of a sudden and then nothing. It's almost like they happen in waves. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, I did a whole bunch of solar heating controls. Now, partially that's because the weather started warming up and people were realising that they, um, realising their solar heating wasn't working. Yep. Uh, pumps, of course, are right through the time. Uh, at the moment, a big lot of saltwater chlorinate is being replaced. Uh, did one this morning. The old one was probably 20 years old, so it was, it was time. Um, got to the job, though, to have a look at it, and I could see immediately there's just no power output from the power supply. The timer wasn't working. The switches weren't right. The cell plates were starting to warp. I said, look, fixing it's just a Band-Aid job. Mm. Uh, You've got to replace it. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing that a hell of a lot. Uh, But pull lights are another thing. I might do, you know, a dozen pull lights in a week. Then for the next two, three weeks, I won't even, no one will even mention it. Uh, next week, I've got about half a dozen already booked and there'll probably be more. Yeah. So it's um, it's really weird how it happens like yes. that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
it's like any other. Well, it's the same with leaks, yeah. leaking pools. They've, they've all seemed to come through at the same time now in the last two weeks. But then it's, it's, it's drying up. The ground's getting drier. So it's inevitable. What's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got my commercial pool equipment consultant calling me. He can wait. Sorry, Hamish. Um, some of his co-workers who listen to the podcast are going to have a laugh at that one. <laughs> yeah, call me um, back, Hamish. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, seeing his returning mic all that he missed. Um, a lot of green pools. Yeah. Hell of a lot of green pools at the moment. Uh, weather at the moment is it's an unseasonably hot October. Uh, a week or two ago, we had the hottest October day since the 1960s. Oh, wow. So it was 35, what's that? I'm guessing it's up around the low 80s in, uh, sorry, low 90s in Fahrenheit. Uh, and then straight back to mid-20s for a few days, uh, about 70-ish Fahrenheit. So um, people are starting to, as soon as they hear the forecast, they go outside, see their pools green immediately on the mm-hmm. phone, or even better, They'll hear that on a Tuesday, Friday afternoon at 4pm. They'll ring me saying, oh, I've got a pool party tomorrow. Uh, That's nothing new around the world. Um, But what does get me is a few people I've had lately, they've called me out, oh, my pool just needs a clean. And I go through all the normal questions, you know, what conditions it in? Is Is there any algae? Is there a lot of leaves, a lot of dirt? Anything that might indicate it's more than a standard service. And when they say no, and I get there and I find out a few times it's been a green Mm. pool and I'm talking thick pea soup, Uh, it didn't happen overnight. It's been bad for a while. Uh, And I just say, why didn't you tell me this? I haven't allowed the time for it. I can't put the next three customers off while I work on this. Um, I can't come back in a reasonable time because I'm, I'm fully booked. And yes, that includes early in the morning or on the way home from work. Um, that's one that's really challenging. Basically having to tell a customer as politely as possible, you lied to me, get stuffed. Yeah. As I say, as politely as possible. Um, also had one, a honing dust removal. You know, where they pour the concrete around a pool and they grind it off to a smoother texture. I've had some of those where it's half an hour of initial treatment, then you go back a second time, vacuum it to waste, uh, acid wash the above the waterline, you're done. Recently finished one, uh, you know, must have been out there eight or ten times, and we've had a few of those lately where the concrete workers are just sloppy as. When they tell me the pool just needs a clean, there's a bit of dust in the bottom that doesn't account for three inches of cement yeah. dust caking the bottom of the mm. pool. So, again, that's a, um, a challenge that we do face every year this time, at uh, this time of year. And, again, I'm sure it's the same with, uh, with all of us in the industry around the world. Um, obviously, the other side of the year for the Northern Hemisphere. But, um, yeah, going out to look at a job after we record here, it's just, just a few minutes up the mm-hmm. road. But 
a, I was recommended to a property manager. I saw him out at a job, green pool, pretty straightforward, not a big, big deal, uh, but he's going to need some equipment replaced. And he said, oh, I like the way you do this. Then I just started getting work orders emailed through. And it's like, dude, speak to me about them first because I don't know how to fit them in. One of them I'm going to look at, uh, the way the, uh, the tenant spoke to me, it's a big old concrete pool. How big, he doesn't know, but he says it's pretty big. Apparently there's about a foot of brown water in the bottom of it, and he thinks there's a leak. Right. I've got no way of finding a leak in a pool that's only got a foot of water in mm-hmm. it. Um, depending how long it's been like that, if that's been empty for years, there's every chance there's going to be leaks somewhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be having fun on that one. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a uh, very appetising one to go to. Oh, look, the brown water. Generally, I find these easier to clean out when they're full of water. Yeah. So that's right. Stick the hose in, nuke it with chlorine, uh, get chemical, you know, balance it within parameters where the chlorine's going to mm. work. So in other words, balance it. Uh, and then the cleanup shouldn't be too bad. Yeah depending what staining there is. So I look forward to seeing what the condition of the render is. Is there any render left on the pool or is it just bare concrete? (laughs) If it's an old pool and it's been maintained for 20, 30 years by someone with the approach of all you need is acid and salt, uh, then the water would have been as corrosive as hell and we do see pools without any render left on them at all. Do you you come across many uh, um, leaking pools yourself? Do a lot of clients... Contact you in regards to that? Not too many. What I find the biggest cause of leaks are uh, the biggest cause of leaks to be is a faulty spider gasket in a multi-port valve. Mm-hmm. I would say that seven out of ten of the pools where people say it's leaking, it's either that or there's a union somewhere especially down the bottom of a cartridge filter in a hard-to-find spot, um, that's often a big big cause of leaks. Yeah. Uh, and as I tell people, part of your general maintenance should be just having a look at the unions. Are they leaking? If so, tighten them up. If that doesn't fix it, replace the O-ring. Mm. Uh, that's something we do as part of standard service. If we see a leak, we look at it. If we need to replace an O-ring, then it's yeah, just replace the O-ring and stick it on the invoice. Yeah. Uh, I've never been challenged on... Oh, sorry, once. Somebody said, oh, you never got me to authorise that expense. I said, look, you weren't there. It needed to be done. You complained about a leak. I fixed it. What's the problem? Not the type of person I want to keep on as a customer. No, definitely not. You have a... You also mentioned... Go on. I was just going to say, was there any other interesting jobs that you had this week? It's been too bloody busy to take note of them, to be honest. Um, For the most part, fairly straightforward. Um, A lot of servicing, a lot of... um, As the weather's changing, a lot of people... Oh, my pool's starting to get a little bit of algae in it. We're finding a big run of uh, algae that normal chlorination doesn't doesn't treat. Yes. So salt system won't maintain it. A lot of that's to do with phosphates in the water. 
uh, salt system won't do it, liquid chlorine won't, sometimes won't attack it. So then we either go uh, dichlor or trichlor. I find that a bit more aggressive on some forts of, forms of yeah. algae. Um, copper, I've never used as much copper algicide in my life, but that's all that seems to work on some of these strains of algae, especially those on the yellow to brown spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've got, got my guy out on a job. Uh, he just left it just before we started recording. Uh, he flicked me a message, and that one's mustard algae. Uh, salt system isn't handling it. Liquid chlorine isn't handling it. Trichlor isn't handling it. I just said, fuck it. Nuke it. Get the, get the C5 out. Get the um, uh, chlorine dioxide. That's going to fix it. Uh, if it doesn't get fixed by chlorine dioxide with a free chlorine of 10 parts per million uh, and a pH of 7.4, not much on the planet is going to nuke this thing. <laughs> Uh, I've lost patience with this this pool. Uh, that algae is being nasty, so I'm going to be very nasty back. <laughs> you do get those pools every every, every now and then. You know the ones that are just yeah, beautiful, extremely pool. tedious. A beautiful <clears throat> pool, but what happened is the owners went away. Lovely people, yeah. best best people you could ever meet. They went away, had a house sitter. And they said, make sure you take the pool cover off, the bubble blanket off, for at least a full 24-hour day once a week. That's exactly how I tell people for the summer here. Otherwise, chlorine level can get extremely high. Chloramine levels can get extremely high. Things can just turn to absolute Mm. crap. So take it off, not that hard. They were away, I believe, for two months. The blanket was on the whole time. My guy got there for a regular service and um, pulled the cover off. It was green so um a few different types of algae in that mm. one yeah i can imagine but, i can um, imagine the uh, the no, temperature of the water it. would have been would have been up there as well if you're having all this decent weather and um, being a bubble cover as well attracting you know a good amount of heat from the sun oh. it'd be a good temperature in that water some of them are heating up a lot uh, in fact, it reminds me of a while ago I had one job where their solar system was um, was stuffed. Uh, it just kept running all day long. Yep. They had a blanket on it. Temperatures at the time were around about 40 Celsius. That's just over 40 Celsius. That's 104 Fahrenheit. But this pool, when I put the thermometer in i started taking the blanket off i thought that is uncomfortably hot put the thermometer in and from memory at first it was something like 48 celsius this water uh that's 118 fahrenheit by the time i got my phone out to photograph it the blanket was off and and it started cooling down it was down to about 44 uh, 111 fahrenheit so that was a difficult one. Uh, I said, just leave the cover mm. off for at least two, three days. Just let that heat dissipate. Yeah. Uh, that was one where I changed the solar controller. But um, that that chap rang me about a week later saying, I really need your help. And I said, what's up? He said, I've got people coming over tomorrow. And I thought, oh, yeah, here we go, another one of these. He said, I've just dropped, uh, just dropped a tub of chlorine in the pool now when I said uh, a 
tub, what do you mean? This is about a 20,000 litre pool, so about 5,000 gallons roughly. Yes. Um, he dumped an entire 10 kilo, uh, 10 kilo bucket of uh, Calhypo. Oh, wow. That's 22 pounds in a 5,000 gallon pool. So chlorine level was up through the roof, but I carry sodium thiosulfate, which a lot of people here don't, and I yeah. think we should. Um, managed to get it down in time for his party the next day. But uh, we do we do see stuff ops like that, and I mean, who hasn't dropped something? Back when I was beginning at this, there were a couple of times I dropped something, so I'm like, oh crap, that shouldn't be in the pool. Not that much of it anyway. Um same as who hasn't left a hose running in a pool to top it oh, up. Oh, yeah. Done that a couple of times. I think we've all done that. Yeah. I used to follow the advice of always leave your keys on the tap so you can't get back in your truck without going back to the tap and you remember to turn it off. Yes. That worked really well until a customer's dog went and, ch- and chomped down on my keys and broke the remote <laughs> control for the uh, unlocking the truck. So um, now I just set a reminder on my phone. <laughs> Wise, mate. <laughs> hey? Very wise. Oh, yeah. But um, you also mentioned something bad drainage. You were relocating some equipment because of bad drainage. Mm. So, yeah, next Friday we've got a job coming up as a couple of us, me and a friend of mine. Um, it's a equipment relocation. So the pool was installed last year. Um, it's one of the pools that has an in-floor cleaning system. So there's pipes here, there and everywhere. Um, but the equipment was, it's installed, it was installed below water level. And it's almost like, um, <clears throat> it's like a sealed, how do you call it? It's like a, it's almost like somebody's dug out a deep trench. Actually, it wasn't me. Yep. And they put everything on, yeah, pit, and they put everything on the floor. Um, but there's zero drainage um, inside this pit. And uh, obviously with, with the bad weather that we've had earlier this year, um, two cyclones coming in, everything was completely flooded. Uh, pumps were a write-off. Um, so... Did an on-site visit a few months ago. He's managed to get everything for insurance, but now he wants the, you know, basically the entire pad relocated about six meters away, in a shed, mm. weatherproofed, um, away from all the elements, as it should have been initially. Yeah, there was a, an equipment manufacturer a few years ago. I'm thinking Emox, but don't hold me to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they developed an underground pad for equipment. And it was neatly enough set up, but it was in this plastic container and it had some drainage holes in it, but they were woefully inadequate. And I found two things on a couple of jobs with those. They were never very popular. One of them, all the little drainage holes had clogged up, so the thing flooded, half filled up with water. There was another one where they didn't account for the high water table, the high groundwater level, and groundwater actually got into the equipment. Um, But I've I've seen others where there hasn't been the drainage at the bottom, 
water's built up with a leak. Uh, I've seen the same thing in underground, you know, the in-ground blanket rolls. We've got essentially an aluminium tube going along and rollers on a mechanism in that for the blanket to go on and off. Yes. And, yes, some of those I've seen don't have any drainage in them at all and you see water start to build up in them. Uh, generally, it's only from rain getting in, which if it's sealed properly at the top shouldn't be a major concern. Mm -hmm. But the worst ones are the ones where people dig their own pit, brick up the sides of it, and they think, oh, a nice concrete base for the roller to sit on would be good. And, yeah, I've seen plenty of those flood, especially when they have yes. timber decking over the top. Plenty of rain can get in, plenty of splashing, and um, you've just got this stagnant water sitting there, which is never a good mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. But uh, when you mentioned bad drainage, I'll never forget a job that I did, I'm guessing, 10, 15 years ago. It was a new pool install, fiberglass pool. And my advice was always, and uh, we'll work out the conversion here, 80 millimetres, is always keep the, the paving around the pool or the backyard paving at least 80 millimetres lower than the floor, finished floor level in your home. Because that means if there's heavy rain or a bit of flooding, you've got that 80 millimetre buffer. It's rare to get water up to that level. It'll drain off somewhere normally in that time. Yeah. Uh, major flood excluded. The lady of this house wanted everything to be flush. So she wanted to be able to walk from her living room out onto the paving in the patio out to the pool and not have any change in level. She said, I don't like steps. I just want it dead level. Right. I explained why it's a really bad idea. Her husband explained to her why it's a really bad idea. She insisted, got someone else out <coughs> to do the, the – this was uh, concrete that she poured from memory, uh, concrete paving. And um, about three weeks, three, four weeks late, later after it was done. Oh, at first she said, I got someone to do it the way I wanted and I'm happy. I'm not happy with what your advice. This is wonderful. And about three, four weeks later, her husband rang me and he said, can you please call my wife and tell her that you told her so? <laughs> I said, what happened? There'd been massively heavy rains yep. for a prolonged period, uh, several days of bucketing rain. The backyard flooded, went straight into the house, destroyed their timber flooring, oh, no. their carpets, their kitchen cabinets, everything. You bet I rang that woman, not to say I told you so, but to say, oh, just wondering how your pool's doing with the rain. <laughs> she told me to fuck off and hung up the phone. It was hilarious. So, uh, oh, brilliant. No matter what, if you can't get anything else out of it, always try to look for a laugh. Mm -hmm, definitely. Especially when things... Are yeah. yeah. So you're not working on the weekend? I've got a weekend of paperwork and one pool inspection for a house for sale uh, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow being Saturday. Oh, yes. Big week next week, apart from your, your equipment relocation? Yeah, so I need to finish this job off on Monday because I ran out of pipe work. Ran out of pipe, sorry. So, um, 
need to go back and need to organize a concrete cutter to cut um, about a four inch strip into the path next to the pump shed so that one hopefully I can finish that one off next week and then Friday the um, equipment relocation um, but in between the week I usually keep my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays for my regular guys and then Mondays and Fridays for any service work leak repairs, dive works equipment relocation so yeah it's going to be a busy week um, I may have to do a, a quote tomorrow. There's somebody around the corner that called me up today and they've got a leaking filter. So I might just pop around there and see what's going on. I try to avoid yep. working weekends if I can, but the last couple of months have been quite slow. So I think I yep. might need to pick up the pieces again now. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, at this stage, we don't have a lot of unusual stuff, mostly regular servicing, a couple of uh, pad replacements, the complete equipment set. Mm. Um, no doubt there'll be pumps, chlorinators, maybe even filters that need repair or replacement. Uh, that always comes up last minute. Yeah. Uh, you, know, the, you, know the, you know the deal. Help, my pump's not working. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Just scrolling through my schedule for the remaining time till Christmas, and it is going to be busy. It's time to find that new employee. Uh, this is my first. It's his, yeah, well, my guy, it's his going to be his first summer in the industry. Oh, yeah. I said from now till Christmas, it's going to go by like a flash, going to be a blur to you. So um, I've completely cleared the schedule between Christmas and New Year. Uh, I'll be available for a few, uh, uh, just a few emergency jobs. Um, yeah. You know, replace a pump or whatever. Um, but apart from that, he's visiting family for holiday and I'm going to collapse in a heap. <laughs> the wife yeah. and I have decided we're not doing anything for Christmas this year. No big family arguments, none of that stuff. So it's just going to be Christmas Day, I've said... I don't want to know about it, you know. Uh, ask me to do anything you want around the house. My answer will be no. Um, mm. Unless it's the kids. Well, hopefully you will be swimming in your new something. pool by then. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'll have a time before yeah. then to actually get the damn thing set up. It's only been two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. um, things come to those. No, <laughs> building job from hell. Ah, it won't take that long. It'll take me about probably half a day to clear all the weeds and stuff that have grown up, grown there uh, to dig the uh, rest of the pipes through, run the pipes yeah. through hour or two, uh, hooking yeah. up the equipment. Uh, Easy. I don't know, half a day, whatever it may be. Um, but it's just finding that couple of days that's, that's going to be the challenge. And bring you haven't the water heard any, um, any short at all. Yeah. You haven't heard any um, new suppliers contacting you from China or anything like that, wanting, wanting to put their new system on your swimming pool, this marvellous chlorine-free system or anything like that? Oh. 
soon as the, uh, we've talked before, as soon as they say chlorine free, well, there's got to be something in there. Yeah. Other, you know, the whole natural pool. A lot of inquiries about natural pools lately. And mm. I said, oh, I know. Do you know about natural pools? I said, yeah, we call them swamps. <laughs> um, bad idea. Uh, the chemical free pools, uh, we get a lot of inquiries about that. Yeah. Um, my, my response is simply, look, my job is to make sure the pool is safe to swim in. You can't do that without chemicals. You just can't. Um, yeah, I suppose theoretically if you were by the ocean, you could pump ocean water into the pool and have it drain out again. So it's constantly circulating. Possibly, not that that's legal here. Uh, you probably need some sort of permit you can get away with it. Yeah. But um, no, doing away with some of the myths in the industry. So, go. You know the myths like bull guys getting hit on by the woman of the house. Uh, <laughs> the seventy-year-olds. I still can't get over that. Uh, the, 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 no. Anyway, I need to head off. Look at a pool that is empty, but for a foot of brown water in the bottom of it and leaking. So that'll be fun. Good luck. I notice it's already into beer o'clock for you there, so have one for me. Well, mate, don't you worry. I'm still a few hours away from that. So it's energy drinks for me for the moment. But uh, you have yourself a bloody good weekend. Rest up. You too, Peter. Thank you. You take care and don't worry too hard. Ha, always. All right. Cheers, mate. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 